Hey everybody, it's Tuesday, and this is the Super Low Energy from Keith podcast. This is Keith's Back's Fucked Up cast. Yeah. I'm RJ, and with me as always is Flexoril. Say hi, Flexoril. <laughs> That's me. I'm the Flexoril <laughs> boy. My arms don't feel right, and I can't <coughs> see. Sh- and I can't see straight. Here we go. Jesus. There's your intro. Mm Hey everybody, it's Tuesday, September the 21st, 2020, and this is the 4th and Wrong Podcast. I'm your host, RJ, and joining me as always is Keith. Say hi, Keith. I'm high. Okay, well, uh, like, legally? Yeah, no, legally. Okay. Why, why, why are you high, for those that don't know? Yeah, so I hurt my back at work, um, so I'm on muscle relaxers and pain medication and stuff. So this this is gonna be nice and low energy. Yeah. Uh, for me. Don't worry. Yeah. I'll RJ, make up the difference. Yeah, RJ would just be extra energetic, and we'll just meet in the middle somewhere. Uh, I'll just if, be extra. If you see me pulling my head, my headphones away from my head, that's because he's being extra extra, and I just can't do it. And if you can see it on the audio version, well, that's that's just because I'm loud. Yeah. Listen, you bitched about me being quiet last week. I did, I did, but it was it was last week was a mixing issue, not necessarily a your volume issue. Well, somehow those are both still my fault. Yeah. I don't like being caught in the middle of this, so <laughs> caught between myself and myself, and that's a terrible sandwich. Yeah. Would that technically just be a bread sandwich? Would it be bread and then bread and then bread if it's a me sandwich? I think so. I, th- I think if you take three elements... Well, can you even classify that as a sandwich, though? It's just like a stack of bread. I, it is just... Yeah, I'm a yeah. partial loaf of bread at that point. Yeah, you don't... So, a stuck be- you being stuck between you and you is just like a sad pile, not really a sandwich. Ooh. The trash pile. Yeah. Because I'm the trash, trash man. Sh- skibbity beep bop bop skibbity-bidi-bop-bop. Watch the Ditch Doctor on Twitch. He's on there. Trash man at least at least twice a week. At least twice a week. Sometimes. <laughs> In both his appearance and his gameplay. Welcome. This is the Trash Man. This is, hey. This is vaguely uncalled for. I play objectives. <laughs> hey, you win us games. Especially them obje- objective games. But anyways, football. Football happened again. Uh, where do we oh. want to start? We want we want to do the regular rundown of our teams first, and then yeah, that's fine. Um, okay. I'm, I'm, I want to go ahead and get mine out of the way because we were the Thursday game. So yeah, go for it. It's it's not as fresh in my head. So I like what 
what I remember of it. Because literally... It's been a long week since then. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I got hurt that morning. So I watched the whole fucking game, like, high on Dilaudid and muscle relaxers. (laughs) Great. (laughs) I went to work that morning. Almost broke my back. Went to the ER. Got sent home. Passed out until the game started. And then woke up and watched football. Fourth and wrong would like to remind you to use your pharmaceuticals responsibly. That's 100%. These were legally obtained... By our by a licensed physician, okay. Uh, also, just a little sidebar: if anybody in the audience and you yourself, RJ, if anybody ever goes, "Hey, we're going to give you an IM injection of Dilaudid, like a regular intramuscular injection of Dilaudid," uh, be ready to cry, because that shit fucking hurt. Uh huh. It almost made me forget about the crippling pain in my back, and then it really made me forget about it because it's. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but anyways, uh, the the battle of the first rounders happened on Thursday. That was the hype package going into this game the whole time was Joe Burrow, number one overall pick, versus Baker Mayfield, number one overall pick. And it's like that's all you got to go f- on for these teams. They've been that sad for that long. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then and then I and this, then I remember this just yeah. in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Uh, but man, was that a was that a football game or a football game? That was. For two lower-tiered AFC North teams, that was really entertaining to watch. I had a lot of fun with that game. Uh, there, but- there were parts of it, just just for my quick take on it, there were parts of it that sort of felt like my Bills game previous to that, where, like for Cleveland, where it was like they were sort of winning the game in spite of themselves in certain aspects. I don't know. I mean, that could have been the case. Uh, like I said, high, delauded. Uh I didn't see a lot of that. I saw a lot of early efficiency. Mm. Um, I think I think where that argument could be made was more towards more into the second half of the game. Um, but a lot of what I saw, like since he was basically out of it, right, and then got the chance to rally back into it, they didn't even really have a chance to rally back into it. It was all garbage time, like. The last score, the last score they had was complete garbage time. Um, there was one point where, you know, Baker, the Baker's one turnover that game uh, mm. let let Cincinnati kind of hang in there a little longer than they should have. Uh, but then their last score, like thirty-five to thirty, was the final. In case anybody's curious, Cleveland won by five. Uh, that last score to put them at thirty, like it didn't it didn't mean anything. Mm. Um, you know just so I'm not talking out of my ass. Yeah, it was a it was a 9-yard touchdown pass from Joe Burrow with 43 seconds on the clock. So, I wasn't It was pretty much garbage time. But they could have gotten an onside kick. Oh yeah, I mean that worked once this week. We'll get to that. Um a lot of what I saw early was uh more efficiency using Baker in like the design the designed rollouts. Uh-huh. Uh, where he's always had success, and he got a lot of success early, including just straight up marching down the field. Uh, the Browns' offense was pretty much doing whatever they wanted for the better part of that game. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, uh, they once again look like probably one of the most talented running back duos in the league. Uh, you had uh, the second overall rusher and third overall, yet for – Last season, Nick Chubb was second overall rushing yards and third overall all-purpose yards. And the year before that, Kareem Hunt was the rushing champion, and they're both on the same team. So you're going to get some production out of them. The blocks, yeah. 
Yeah, the blocks looked really good. They were set in holes. They were set in fucking, like, massive gaps for both backs to just bully their their way through into the second level. And both both running backs were responding well to contact. They were both, like, I'm not used to seeing Kareem Hunt literally just, like, bouncing off of people. He's more of a little bit of more of a shifty back, make you miss in the open field. But he has really embraced, like you mentioned last week, he looks like somebody that's running like he's trying to prove something. Mm-hmm. Um, he has really adapted well to the way Cleveland's always run the ball, which is a very one-cut zone-heavy kind of running uh, running attack where you're going to get some contact on the first and second level. It's up to you to get the, second, the extra yards out of it. Uh, Baker was overall efficient. Uh, there's still some decision-making issues that I'm – struggling with with baker with that interception he threw he, he didn't need to throw that ball uh and it gave cincinnati the opportunity to score which they did uh and the defense all up until that second or that fourth quarter really the defense was doing their job uh despite the deficits in the second level that we've talked about before uh cincinnati i never felt like cincinnati was really in that game um even when they were starting to crawl back it was like it uh, Cleveland was pretty much able to score on demand all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was early production between Baker and OBJ, which was really important for both of them because they've lacked chemistry over the past season. Um, and Odell said he wanted to get out early and make an impact early. Uh, he equated it to he equated it to like a three point shooter. He said this in an interview prior to the game, uh, like a three like a sharpshooter in in National Basketball Association goes out and drains a couple of threes early just to get into a rhythm. Mm. That's kind. That's kind of what he equated it to. It's like if you get me involved early, it builds up my moment, my momentum, and I can have more impact later in the game. Uh, which kind of happened. Uh, he got involved early, especially a beautiful like forty something yard bomb uh, that looked really impressive. Which is stuff you like to see out of Odell. He's fast again now that he's recovered from surgery. He can he's really got that stre- spin move. Yeah, he can stretch the field and make really quick cuts up and like sideline to sideline like he used to. We're seeing more of a vintage Odell, which is always exciting. Um Baker had a lot of good a lot of good passes downfield. Um which is what I like from any quarterback really. Um mm. And we'll get to the comparisons between Joe Burrow and Baker Mayfield because Lord knows everybody else in the media is fucking making them. Um, Just a couple people. Yeah, there was a there was one point that really turned the game where it pretty much locked up the game for us, and that was when you know Miles Garrett came off the edge and strip sacked the fuck out of Joe Burrow, and we recovered the ball on the one one yard line, uh, and it was funny because we had just went four and out on that goal line stand. Right, yes. Cincinnati got a goal line stand. We went four and out. They took over the ball at the one. Next play, Miles Garrett strips sacks Joe Burrow, and we get the ball back pretty much exactly where we had just turned it over on downs. Chubb's like, oh. And Chubb was like, oh, I get another. Cool. All right. Hold my my incredibly large sandwich or whatever, and goes out there and just slams it in. Uh, So that was pretty fun. That was pretty funny. Uh, A... A positive turn of events came from that eventually, but I mean, what what can I say? That was the kind of that was the kind of offensive performance. Now they proved I'm, that they weren't a six point team. Yeah, that's the kind of the performance that I was alluding to last last week on the show. Problem is, it was Cincinnati. Yeah. They may they may have Joe Burrow. It's still Cincinnati, and 
despite what a lot of people are telling you, I have no doubt that Joe Burrow can't ball, okay? Now, we'll talk about Cincinnati for a second. Joe Burrow had poise in the pocket. He held onto the ball a little a little bit too long. Most rookies do. Mm. Uh, but he had a lot of poise in the pocket. He was always looking downfield to make a play, and he didn't have a terrible game. He threw a couple of touchdown passes. He was plus 60% completion percentage. Um, he He, I mean, he balled out. He didn't blow me away. And I think anybody that's anybody in the media that says Joe Burrow is blowing them away right now is speaking purely for rhetoric and to get the clicks and the views. And I'll be the first one to tell you that's not what we do here at Fourth and Wrong. Uh, we're going to give you the most objectively poor information about football that you can possibly get on the internet. But it's yeah, we don't honest. want you watching us in the first place. <laughs> but, yeah, but it's going to be honest, you know. Yeah. Um, Wait, no, please watch us. <laughs> no, watch us. Please. We're honest. Please, we promise. The uh, <laughs> uh, it was that game was a good release of tension for me though, um, because that's a game we should have won. And yeah, we did, and we did it relatively handily. Like I said, the score doesn't reflect that, but we won that game pretty much since from the whistle we were going to win that game, and that was kind of the thing that I felt like we needed as a team to f- kind of extrapolate something I alluded to when discussing you know, Joe Burrow versus Baker Mayfield. And we talked about this briefly uh, the other day, uh, but I'm going to bring it up again for continuity's sake. Mm-hmm. Talk, talking about Joe Burrow as a quarterback. Um, there's a lot of takes because Joe Burrow threw the, he had 61 passing attempts. Yeah. I was, I was yeah. honestly just about yeah. to bring up, has yeah. Baker ever thrown it 61 times in a game? Cause I can tell you for damn sure, Josh Allen, mm-hmm. Josh hasn't. Yeah. And that's the thing. Uh, Joe Mixon, who people are con- trying, still trying to convince, is an elite running back. Um, don't, don't see it. But, yeah. Uh, he was largely ineffective. He had 16 carries for like f- two yards a carry. Um, so Joe Burrow had to try to win the game with his arm. And But right now Cincinnati's scheme is kind of... Now, he made some decent throws downfield, but he didn't make enough of them. Uh, and a lot of them were his fault. I use the term fault loosely, but, you know, overthrowing receivers, bad touch on the ball, stuff like that. Um, so he had a 60% completion percentage on thirty on 61 attempts. So he completed 37 passing yards, or passing uh, attempts. He averaged five yards an attempt. Mm-hmm. So the argument was that I heard, the take I heard was, well, Joe Burrow uh, threw, made 61 passing attempts and never threw an interception. Can you trust Baker Mayfield to do that? And my first response was no, because Baker Mayfield isn't afraid to throw the ball past five yards like a fucking man, dude. <laughs> Baker Mayfield is going to stretch the field. That's how he plays. That's how the offense wants him to play. Because... Mm-hmm. Uh, Guess what, baby? Baker Mayfield averaged nine and a half yards per attempt and threw the ball a third of the times that Joe Burrow did. The key difference is we have one of the best running back duos in the backfield, and Baker Mayfield stretch, likes to stretch the field. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's apples to apples, man. Now, if Joe Burrow, or apples to oranges, if Joe Burrow would have went out there and went 37 for 50 and averaged nine yards a pass and, like, put 500 yards up, Mm-hmm. Then we're talking about something. We're having a conversation, but you're not going to come at me with this like, 
this discussion, try to make a try to make a thing out of nothing. You know, they played they both played completely different styles during that game, um, and at the end of the day, only one team won. And you know, Baker had his two touchdown passes, but then Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb combined for three. You know, Joe Burrow had to go out there and try to win it with his arm, and he didn't. And if you want to look at it at just the stats, his arm wasn't even that good. And I watched the game. Like, they aren't doing enough in Cincinnati to let Joe Burrow play at an elite level that warrants that kind of attention. And we've always talked about this. What is going to hurt Joe Burrow's career faster? being the number one drafted overall pick and having that kind of pressure on you or playing for Cincinnati? I mean, it's, it's playing for Cincinnati. 100%. I think, I think, Joe, I think Joe Burrow can ball out. Yeah. Um, I think, I, I, like I said, I saw a lot of poise and I saw a lot of good things uh, that you want to see from a rookie. But the team around him, not that great. A.J. Green didn't look that good. Running game, pretty much non-existent. Um, good, thank God for fucking... Uh, Tyler Boyd, because he showed the fuck up. He was ready mm. to play. And then, um, who was that guy I kept yelling at? Can't remember his name. He's not on here. Never mind. He obviously wasn't important. I didn't put him in my notes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, but like, I am furious <laughs> at you, person who I won't remember. <laughs> That's pretty much how that happened. Uh, thank God for Tyler Boyd. Uh, Joe Burrow had somebody to throw to. Uh, yeah. AJ, AJ Green, dude, fucking man. Talk about a waste of potential. Yeah. Did our secondary just shut down AJ Green all day? I was so fucking happy. AJ Green used to be like the biggest like fear factor when playing in playing Cincinnati. Like oh, AJ yeah. Green is AJ Green's made the Browns look fucking silly in past seasons. Uh, he was largely ineffective. Um, he's later in his career, coming off a big injury. Who knows? He might bounce back, but he wasn't he's, there last week. So he's like kind of been injured his entire career. Like he's put yeah. up, he consistently puts up thousand yard seasons when he's healthy, but outside of that, it's he's hurt. Yep. He kind of brings that uh, that physical inconsistency that you come to know and love out of Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, but even with you get an indoor practice facility, <laughs> even with the optic of you know baker mayfield threw a pick joe burrow didn't joe burrow had all these passing attempts and he was still trying to get the ball downfield blah blah blah. at end of the day uh raw data don't care about your perception joe burrow had a 76 qbr baker mayfield had a 98 that's that's significant so stop being sacked quit holding on to the ball as long as you have like in 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 reality, Joe Burrow turned over the ball just as many times as Baker Mayfield did because he got the shit stripped out of him mm-hmm. because because he because we sent Miles Garrett off the off his right side, so Miles Garrett was in his face, and he stood there and took it. No big deal. Uh, but overall, I was very pleased. Uh, I hope we carry that energy into next week. Word, because we're playing the Washington Footballers. Ah, the the Washington football team. Yes. The Washington football team. Yes, that one. The, the Washington football team. Uh-huh. The big the big red Washingtons. The Washington football team. <laughs> the Washington football team. Yeah, okay. 
I mean, it's, dude, they've got seven, or not seven, they've got five first-round picks on that D-line. They're not, they're not fucking around as far as that goes. We'll see, baby. Baby. Alright, uh, so let's talk about some Bill stuff. Yeah. Hey, RJ. I got, uh, a, I got kind of a lot to say, I think. When did Josh Allen learn how to play quarterback? When we got him a Stefan Diggs. <laughs> Hell yeah, let's get it. <laughs> Uh, I mean, again, it's kind of it's the conversation we've had a couple of times, so we'll do this part relatively quickly. Um, they've built an offense around him. Like it started off slow, and it's taken years to develop. It's not like this was one big, you know, just plug-in year where everything came together. But you know, he's gone from Zay Jones to Stefan Diggs, and added some super valuable pieces in between. Um, so. You know, Josh Allen currently leads the league in passing yards. He's number one. Number one. He beat out Matt Ryan, who threw for 450 his first week. Hell yeah. So, on on fewer attempts. Because he was, dude, he was slinging that bitch yesterday. Yeah, yeah, that, uh... And and just it, well, and the thing that I was saying was he wasn't necessarily slinging it either. He was lofting a bunch yeah. of shit. Oh, he was doing something we had never seen from Josh Allen before. He was like, just, "I'm gonna put some air under this. I'm gonna put some, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna pop this thing up a little bit." Yeah, it's crazy when you have receivers that can run under that shit. Right. Like a little put a little touchy touch on it and kiss it into the hands of Stefan Diggs as he puts up a 150 yard game. So you know, Josh Allen might be the best quarterback in the NFL. Um, just, <laughs> just throwing out that, just, throwing just that out throwing there. Throwing that one out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, statistically, he is. Yeah. Um, he's he's done he's done something only three other quarterbacks have ever done all time, which is which is throw for seven hundred yards and six touchdowns in the first two games of the season without an interception. Cherry picked that stat hard. Uh, I mean, when it's Brady, Manning, and Mahomes are the other three. Some polite company to be in. They've got nine MVPs between them. And Josh Allen could make it ten. Could make it ten. Yeah, could make it fifteen. You know, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, like legitimately just had had another good game. Mm-hmm. Um still had a run play that was incredibly dominant and then he kind of coughed the ball up at the end but they already blew the whistle so yeah and and to to be fair even if they didn't blow i was actually upset about that play even if they did blow the blow the whistle or didn't blow the whistle buffalo player did recover that Mm -hmm. um but that that play frustrated the fuck out of me because they blew they blew it dead because there was lack of progression forward progression they blew it dead because it was a quarterback. Ex- yeah, well, yeah, duh. Uh, but it's because there's lack of forward progression. It's the mm-hmm. same. It's the same thing. But they blew it early. Uh, he was still in the process of shedding the fuck out of that tackle. Yeah, Josh was still uh, trucking uh, another yeah, guy. Yeah, and they blew it just pretty much just as he broke free. Uh, we. I don't know. That one like rubbed me the wrong way because like I've always been, I've always been kind of on the fence about like overprotecting quarterbacks as soon as they leave the pocket and establish themselves as a runner. Mm. Um, and that was just another example of why I disagree with the over enforcement of those things because that would have given the Bills a couple of more yards. Yeah. 
But I think one thing that did super impress me was because Josh Allen was playing so hot, um, it Sean McDermott didn't have to put as much pressure on the running game. Like, even, even though... A, you guys have a really solid uh, rushing tandem. You got, you know, you got Devin Singletary and Zach Moss, and even with even with them combining for like around like four and a half to five yards a carry, uh, Sean McDermott was like, "Nah, man, put Josh Allen out there and let him spin it." Yeah, uh, Devin Singletary had ten carries for fifty six yards. Zach Moss had eight carries for 37, so they were literally a- averaging four and a half and five and a half yards per carry. Yeah. Which is good. I mean, they just... That's really good. They didn't get a ton of, you know, chances to tote the rock, necessarily. Yeah, because Josh Allen went out there and threw an almost perfect game. Like, his fucking passer rating was like 140-something? 147, yeah. Yeah, like, the dude was slanging it. Yes. It was... It's weird. It's weird being on this side of things. <laughs> I don't don't know quite what to do with your hands. Wait, waiting for the wheels to come off, man. Yeah, I'm I'm waiting because they're spinning real fucking fast right now, and uh, I'm like I'm I'm waiting for that one bearing to start start shaking loose, start get getting a little 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 wibbly wobbly because it's still been the Jets in Miami. Mm-hmm. Well, and the the slow start at the half almost didn't get, do you guys any favors. Uh, oh, you mean the the lightning delay, the forty minute fucking delay in the middle of the game? No, then we had halftime. Oh well, yeah, yeah, we had halftime and then the lightning delay. We had halftime and then two minutes a game and then a forty minute lightning delay. Yeah, and both teams kind of stagnated at that point. But then Miami Miami tried to make a game out of it. It was another one of those situations where, uh, like. The Bills I, didn't put their foot down. Like, we didn't put our foot down on their throat. Yeah, and but really, it, the score does not reflect how dominant the Bills were in that game. They were they were winning in the fourth quarter. With ten minutes to go in the fourth quarter, they had the lead. I mean... Yeah, the Miami struck early. And uh, coming out of the break. Coming out of the lightning break. Yeah, uh, I mean, and I, then, I see what you did there. And then the Bills scored twice and put the game away, and then the last... You don't th- even see what you did there? What? They struck early after the lightning break? Oh, Come on, man. I guess... I do, it just comes to me, okay? Uh-huh. I'm like Socrates. He was a poet, and he didn't... And he was unaware of it. Yeah, I'm a poet, and I was completely ignorant to the fact that I was. Uh, but yeah, the last Miami score was... Like, yeah, they went up by three points. Bills scored twice, put the pretty much put the game away and the last score from Miami came with like 40 seconds left on the clock is the same story with the Cincinnati Browns game the, right. the score the score does not reflect what actually happened they won that game by 11 points and just let Miami have a score because the the more the offense keeps moving the ball the more time runs yeah so anyways as far as the actual game goes it was nice to see Josh actually connecting on some deep passes mm-hmm. and like with some consistency and to multiple different people. And boy, they love that crossing route. I'll tell you what. Yeah, they were they were bullying Miami safeties out there. Um and it's interesting, like we we had this big big how to do about this is Josh Allen's first three hundred yard game last week. 
and then he comes last week. I said yeah. last week. I know. I heard. That's why I didn't and, say anything. Yeah. I just kept hol- holding my hand yeah. up. And, and then he comes out this week and goes, "Yeah, I could do better." How about four? Yeah, let's go four. So my joke while we were watching the game was at this pace, uh, if he keeps improving by a hundred yards a week, uh, he'll throw for the last week of the season. He'll throw for nineteen hundred yards. Yep. So uh, here's to hoping for that. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. They said he could be anything, so he became a jugs machine. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we saw it, uh, like multiple people, like touchdowns all over the place. Stefan Diggs had a touchdown. John Brown had a touchdown. Gabriel Davis had a touchdown. Reggie Gillum had a touchdown. Who's Reggie Gillum? You and I literally watched him score the first touchdown of the game for the Bills and went, who's that guy? And you know it says something when I look at the team and go, who's that guy? Because I know most of this team pretty well. Right, and especially because all the players I know very well on this team are because of these conversations here. So I hear the same names you hear Yeah. Uh, because they're beating into my head. Uh, and, yeah, it was very much like, who's who's this asshole kind of thing. I mean, glad you're here. It's like 86? Yeah, who's 80. wearing 86? Did somebody, like, spill cranberry juice on their jersey beforehand? Can't play in it? Like, what's going on? Give him 86 on accident? Um, I th- So, I'm a little concerned about our run game at this point through two games. Oh, yeah? Uh, I mean, so the Jets are well-renowned for their defensive line. They do stop the run relatively well. Mm-hmm. And Miami this season, or this offseason, added Shaq Lawson and Kyle Van Noy, you know, to their box. Who were there? So you know who, they, they were, who were who were there and playing. Yeah, so they were, and they were there a lot. I saw their names. <laughs> um, but it's just it feels like we can't really get anything consistent going. Like Singletary still gets out there and flashes, but it feels like Zach Moss is having a real hard time. And when he's when he paints himself as the I'm going to make you make a business decision running back, mm-hmm. but he's not two fifty. He's like two fifteen. Yeah. Um. I'm starting to get a little concerned. I'm hoping this becomes another Trey White where we look back at this after a couple seasons and I'm like, boy, I was just wrong for the first couple of weeks and he just didn't show up yet. Yeah. But or, right. he's, or he was kind of quietly performing in the background but not making headlines. I mean, 30, 37, I mean, 4.6 yards per carry is, yeah. you know, you're going to get paid in the NFL at 4.6 yards per carry. Yeah. You're not going to get paid in the NFL at 37 yards per game. Well, I think you will if people, I think, I, I don't think people are ignorant to the fact he only got eight touches. Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, I, I'm, I, I think I'm looking at it differently than you are because you guys were running with, you were running by committee. You know, it's the same thing, same thing that's Cleveland's trying to nail down right now. Uh, combined, it was, you know, the running backs was like 18 touches for 90-something yards. If that was a single rusher, then that's that's a solid game. But because it's split between two backs, right? you might, you might look, be looking at it a little sideways. Hmm. Um, which is new for myself as probably as much as it is for you uh, because it seems like Kareem Hunt's trying to have a breakout year, so we're running by committee a little bit more. And maybe 
to take some pressure off of your two backs that are a little bit smaller in stature, you're going to be seeing a little more committee running. I mean, it almost feels like this is the year where we're finally committing to the pass game and, like, just giving Josh the reins. I mean, between last game, he threw, what, 45 times, something like that? Yeah. And he's passing for 35, and the running backs themselves are only getting 18 touches. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the majority of the offense is going through the air at this point, and we've definitely heavily invested. Like, one, you know, we were commenting while we were watching the game together um, how many times they were going five wide and how early they were doing it. Yeah. Where it's just like, yeah, no, we don't need anybody in the backfield. Just go and get matchups. Yeah, just go isolate your dude, and I'll put it there. Yeah. And uh, hopefully they um, – and, you know, your pass coverage held up pretty well all game. Uh, there's a couple of pressures that Josh was able to, like, do Josh things with, um, and he only got sacked once. I think that's probably once. Right. I don't have those numbers in front of me. Yeah, it was once. Um, so pass coverage did him a lot of favors, and uh, it was it was nice. It was refreshing to see. I kept telling you uh, while we were watching the game, uh, you know, I'm really satisfied with what I was seeing out of Buffalo. I think if they carry that energy now, I think we have a similar caveat to the Browns game. It was Miami. I'm not mm-hmm. saying they. I'm not saying they're a pushover. Uh, but this is the same team that literally cleaned house last year, and they they've put some pieces in place to be to try to be competitive. But Miami's still in the middle of a rebuild. Uh, you've you've we've gotten some solid we've got some solid footage of Buffalo Bills playing two low tier AFC East teams. Well, listen, there's only so many AFC East teams, mm-hmm. and who's always at the bottom. Miami or the Jets, at least, since, at least since 2008. <laughs> yeah. So who do you guys play next week? Uh, the Los Angeles Rams. Hey, there you go. That's a football that's, team. That's a football that's a- team. They put up 37 points this week against Philly. So Hell yeah. But Philly's also apparently the garbage. So Well, Philly's also half their team is dead again. So, <laughs> so same story as last year for Philly. Um, but yeah, so we'll we'll go up against, you know, a real team. Plus, we've got all the bullshit with Jalen Ramsey because Jalen Ramsey likes to talk shit on the Bills. So I don't know. Maybe Josh will put up five hundred next week just to just, just to, to continue the up. trend and yeah. just to spite him. You know, I, I hope so. Just keep it'll, that shit to yourself next time you guys play us. It'll it'll definitely be Jalen Ramsey versus Stefan Diggs, I'm sure, and then. We'll see what the rest of their secondary does against John Brown and Cole Beasley. Because, I mean, those guys are still putting up stats. I mean, John Brown still had 82 yards and Mm -hmm. a touchdown. Cole Beasley still had 70 yards. Cole Beasley had a snag in that game, too. Yeah. Man wasn't even wearing any gloves. No, he was not. Where did his gloves go? It was raining in Miami, (laughs) so a lot of the receivers and secondary took their gloves off. Yeah, it was just like, nah, F these gloves. I don't need them. I'm a tight end. Look at me. (laughs) <laughs> it was a very fun game to watch um and you know i i still like i still get like i still get excited when old hats like ryan fitzpatrick get out there and spin it you know that dude's played on almost every team in the league i mean uh, and he's yeah. still trying to he's still trying to run it on plays like yeah, like that dude don't give a fuck <laughs> just that, like i'm here to fucking play football yeah. god damn it 
Yeah, he. I mean, he came up in the league. Like he came up in the league where quarterbacks could still get murdered. So yeah. <laughs> he's got. A, I think he has a little bit of different mentality. He's not looking for the flag every play. Um, and uh, but he still put up some decent numbers. And uh, I think, you know, depending on what the situation is with uh, Tua versus uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, still unclear whether or not it's just talent or if it's comfort or if it's nagging injury from Tua's college days. But if Ryan keeps playing like that, Tua's not going to see the field this year. I think it's, I mean, I think it's Brian Flores coming out from playing under Bill Belichick and seeing mm-hmm. quarterbacks that sit for a while. Yeah. Or, in, I mean, and when you've got somebody like Brady, you know, some of them sit for their entire career. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, just kind of fade into the distance. Or they sit forever and then go to San Francisco and die two seasons die. in a row. Or yeah. not necessarily in a row, but... I wouldn't say die so much as get assassinated. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking on that, quick side note. Uh, Greg sent me, uh, uh, you know that Thor meme, like, but what did it cost? Uh-huh. Um, or the... Um, uh, Thanos, him. Thanos meme. Uh, yeah. It was the Jets in San Francisco. It's like, but did you beat the cost? Jets? But at what costs everything? Because they literally lost like six players in that one game. <laughs> Jimmy G and Nick Bosa being two of them. Well, thanks for softening them up for us for later on this season. Yeah, we'll see how that plays out. Well, yeah, and well, this was something I was going to talk to you later, but Nick Bosa's probably got an ACL. Like, yeah, he might be done for the season. Yeah, so he's probably out. Out him and say quads. Well, yeah, okay. So that was my ACL update for later on. Okay. We can still save it. We'll come back to it. No, that's it. We're done. <laughs> okay. Uh. <laughs> I don't have a lot else to say about either of those other teams. At least not yet, so. Um, also, well, that means still speaking on the Bills game, because I'm not 100% done with that yet. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, um, Gabriel Davis, uh to Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis both got their first uh touchdowns as Bills. Um Stefan's looked like this. Pointing um because it wasn't on fucking television because they also had a blackout. It was during the power outage. <laughs> during their fucking power outage. Yeah. Yeah, that's just to, to frame everything for uh, the listeners and stuff, if they didn't watch the game, uh, there was a real goddamn of, annoying. Yeah, there was a bunch of technical issues. Uh, so the stadium lost power, which means the broadcast lost power. So we had to watch the Denver Pittsburgh game, uh, and then after halftime, it was raining all day. Uh, after halftime, lightning hit, so the game was on a forty-minute lightning delay. So there was genuine chunks of time that we didn't get to see anything and then that was just lost to the ether just yeah. wait so we watched we actually watched a considerable amount of that pittsburgh denver game that i honestly didn't care to watch yeah not on purpose <laughs> but that was the game they decided to switch to it's like really that's the marquee matchup on cbs well, right it, now <laughs> it's the other Edmonds brother game yeah so you know also it's the steelers i mean i think yeah. everything defaults to the steelers mm-hmm if if the Cowboys aren't on, yeah, dude, the amount of Steelers fans that exist in southeastern North Carolina is genuinely unsettling, or in Baffling. North Carolina in general. Baffling. Like, like you're from Buffalo. Yeah. Like I know for f- I know damn well that like when I went when I was in high school, Steelers fans that I'd hang out with, they're not from Pittsburgh. They're from southeastern North Carolina. Like, yeah. now granted, I'm also from southeastern North Carolina, but my family isn't. Uh, so I give myself an excuse. I am a yeah, transplant. 
You're just <laughs> you're just fucking confused is what you are. I am. I'm weird. I've had all the opportunities in the world to dump the Browns since I started rooting for them 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Every excuse in the world. I've I don't I I technically have family in Berea, but like my family's not from Ohio. Um, I was born in North Carolina. I could have been a Carolina fan. My dad's a Rams fan. I could have been a Rams fan. My mom's a Steelers fan. Fuck that. Um, I don't even know why my mom's a Steelers fan. I don't get it. She's from fucking Arizona. She's from fucking Arizona. They have a football team. Yeah, I don't know. It's garbage. Garbage day. Mm. Yep. But I do like the artist rendering of a historic moment in Bill's history. Yeah, it's high quality. Whoever whoever's been running the Bills social media recently deserves a fucking pay raise. Bro, speaking of the Bills social media, uh, last week, uh, you know Josh Allen's like sweet like stash he's got going on. Uh, of, of yeah, of so, course I do. Yeah, so they posted they posted a picture of it, and they're like, if this gets uh, so many likes and retweets on Twitter, we'll just make it was it like five hundred. Yeah. It was like it was like almost nothing. Yeah. Like, what do you? Th- Buffalo Buffalo fans are rabid. Of course yeah. they're going to tear that thing apart. They want to see Josh Allen's mug on everything. They're literally building a billboard in Foxborough right now. <laughs> like they better hurry up. Yeah, they're petty. Yeah, that thing needs to be up before the Patriots game. Uh, that thing needs to be up uh, like now. That needed to be up before they had a home game if it's not up already. Yeah, that's fair. I demand my satisfaction <laughs> of every time you play at home, you have to see that goddamn billboard. Fuck you, Cameron. Wow. Yeah, we'll get to him in a minute, too. Uh, and Tyler Bass managed to hit all of his uh, extra points. So. That's something I didn't touch on the Cleveland game. Uh, no missed kicks. Yeah. So that's literally a 180 from last week. We're already also, on our second kicker of the season. And I've noticed the thing about Tyler Bass is he kicks everything to the right, which is why he missed those two to the right, because every time he lines up for a point after, they put it on the left hash. Yeah. Well, so even he's that... definitely comfortable from that one side and definitely going to miss from the right side. Well, and we especially noticed it on that field goal where both me and you were just like, because it snuck in that right, yeah. <laughs> that right upright. Um, but I think... I think that wraps up the extended Bills portion of this. I mean, yo, Josh Allen's looking real good. Let's see what happens next week. He's looking tight. Like a tiger. If nothing else, we're going to go 4-12, I guess. Nah, y'all are making playoffs again. Yeah, so. You have to, I said so. Every time I've said the Bills are going to make the playoffs, they've done it, so. I'll just book arm cannon for uh, for Magfest and Bills will make the playoffs. Yeah, I think that's not happening. Booked him for labs, and I think we made the playoffs like the year after. That's close enough. That's close enough. <laughs> we'll count it. Count it. All right, what's next up on the docket? Uh, so I'm super curious about a quick discussion. Well, not, probably not a discussion, but like so just curious, a, yeah. Just a quick note. Um, so I like that the Cowboys remembered how to play football at halftime. Yeah, um, that was pretty sick. Uh, and also, it continues the trend of Atlanta blowing ridiculously large leads for no reason. Yep. So 
Atlanta was up 29-10 at half, and then the Cowboys scored 30 points in the second half. Scored, what, 16 in five minutes? Yeah, 16 of those came in five minutes to take the game 40-39. to Um, You told me about the game while I was streaming, so I went back and watched a fair amount of it, Mm -hmm. and... Well, at least mostly the second half, and that shit was nuts. It was that was some really like ball busting football. That was some that was some some gut wrenching football. Yeah, I only caught like the very end of it when it was like, oh, Dallas looks like they're gonna win this yeah. somehow. Yeah. Honestly, that's all you really need to see. Like that's yeah. that shit. That shit was batty. Like fucking last minute field goal to take the victory. Um, so really, um, also if, Atlanta, learn how onside kicks work. Also do that. Uh, because it, it kind of just looked like they were just standing there. Kind of. It's, al- it's, it's almost like you could have run up on that shit and yeah, jumped on it. Yeah, and nobody, nobody, was, nobody on Dallas' side of the ball was even contesting it yet. So you could have just like kind of strolled up, picked it up, be like, hey guys, I got it. Got they, it. Just, they just kind of stood there. Or just, you know, knock that shit the fuck out of bounds. Because <sighs> apparently you're allowed to do that. I didn't know that. Well, I think that's the whole thing about the Holy Roller is you're not allowed to purposely advance it, but you can knock it out of bounds. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Sick. Like, you can't, you can't, like, fumble advance it, but if you fumble it out of bounds, then it's all good. Or fumble it backwards. Gotcha. Well, the reason why that comeback specifically is of note is because it was ranked as... Um, it it ranks amongst the 1% of most improbable comebacks in NFL history. Of course it does. So so Atlanta's got two of those now. I was about to say, can you guess which one of them is? Uh, it is the Atlanta and Patriots Super Bowl from yep. just a few years ago. <laughs> yep. Um, so, like I said, Atlanta's got a penchant for that, it seems. They should they should probably figure that out. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I didn't have a lot to take away from this game, um, other than that last minute bullshit. Yeah, like I said, that was all that's that was really there for me of substance. It was just like it was one of those holy shit NFL moments. The parody is real. Matt Ryan must have thrown a must have thrown an interception last week. Because he should also be on the list for 700 yards and six to... Yeah, he did. Yeah. Had had he not thrown an interception week one, Matt Ryan would also be on the list with Josh Allen at this then, point. Then we would have had five. Then we would have had five. Which, you know, maybe speaks more to where the NFL is in general and the passing game than anything else. Yeah. If we went from having three, and they all came from relatively recent history, mm-hmm. to five, and two of them came in the same year, right? But I don't know. Just looking at stats, uh, Green Bay continue. Aaron Rodgers continues to be like, "Why the fuck did you draft a quarterback?" Yeah, I like we said last week. Aaron Rodgers definitely is on a vendetta. This yeah. season, uh, he's going to keep that he's going to keep that guy benched as long as humanly possible, just to prove a point. Yeah, um, which I don't blame him. 
continuing on with uh, other stuff around the league, uh, similar vein, um, you know the New England Patriots only gave Cam Newton a $7 million contract, right? You know they gave him a one million dollar. They gave him a one million dollar contract with like six point five million dollars in incentives. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Now, granted, the Patriots didn't win that game last week, um, but they were in position to win that game. Uh, ultimately, they got down to the one the one yard line uh, with like three seconds left. Try to they, sh- they should have just flipped it in. Tried the QB draw because. Uh, Seattle, or just a design QB run play, because Seattle hadn't been stopping them, you know? And it's like, well, this thing has been almost automatic all game, and then they stopped the last one. Yep. But, I mean, me and you both said all game watching the Seattle uh, Patriots game was, uh, man, Cam Newton can still sling that shit. Like, he can still spin a football. Uh, it is amazing, the robbery that <laughs> that the Patriots have been able to get away with with getting Cam Newton. I feel like this is the year, or at the very, very least, the week that we've looked around the league and said, yeah, he can still throw the football. Yeah, I think New England's biggest weakness right now is they got to get something going in the running game, got to give Cam Newton help. That's always been the, yep. biggest, that's always been the biggest question mark. Uh, Julian Edelman, surprisingly, this was an interesting stat that I have thought was interesting. 179 because, yards out of that guy. Yeah, and that was a career high for him. Now, it was a career high, like... 60 yards before that and it's like <laughs> julian, yeah, julian hedelman's really never had like 110 120 yard game before that's crazy uh evidently he had it uh never got into the end zone but he was he was a target and uh, if it, if it wasn't for that interception and if uh you know they had something going on the running game i think that could have been a much different game for seattle but they had no help on the ground count cam, cam newton was the ground game as usual also, let Russ cook. Huh. Yeah, what? The, what is what is that? I don't Who started know. that. It was I stupid. Probably I, the internet. I wanted him to stop. It doesn't even make any sense. What does that even Yo, mean? He put put some paprika on that shit. Yeah, fucking spice it up with some garlic. Yeah. Bang it up a notch. Bam. Bam. If he doesn't get a PBS show out of this. Like, the marketing is wasted. <laughs> Awful, yeah. Or at least, like, a local broadcast thing. <laughs> Let Russ cook. Did it, did it. <laughs> a little cooking show with Russell Wilson and Ciara. T- t- today we're making potatoes au gratin. <laughs> Yo, high key, though, uh, potatoes au You would gratin. watch Let Russ Cook, I, the TV I, show? I would probably watch that. Cook along with Russell Wilson? Yeah, especially if he was making potatoes au gratin. Them shit slap. Uh, yeah. Making some beef stroganoff this week. Mm-hmm. All right, what's next? Other than thinking about food now. I don't know. What's up with you, baby? Uh, the Chargers almost beat the Chiefs. Yeah, with their rookie. With their rookie, yeah, which Tyra, you didn't know about. I did not know about at all. Um, uh, so I don't know about enough game. I didn't watch it, so I don't know enough about it. So tell me what happened. What, what's going I, on? I watched the highlights of it. Okay. Um, what it looked I did like? Not, I did not catch it. It looked like football. Uh, there were there were men in jerseys um, standing uh, opposite one another. Helmets. Um, for the most part, mm-hmm. unlike well, so you've gotten a you've got a bad example. Yeah. Oh, bad. Not like Sorry. not okay. like that. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. 
<coughs> this is okay. Great, it's great audio. <laughs> well, stop listening and go watch. Making a kissy face. Um. Uh. So it really seemed like the the Chargers defense was just able to contain. Um, what the Chiefs were doing for the most part. And then the Chiefs were just the Chiefs at the end. And we're like, oh, we're losing? No, we're not. You're losing. <laughs> yeah, just looking at the quarter breakdown, uh, it went into overtime uh, because mm. the Chiefs scored 11 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, and then Including Tyreek Hill literally bouncing into the end zone. Picture Tyreek Hill going at full speed, uh-huh. catching catching a ball over his shoulder, Sort of losing balance, like sort of turning, landing on his ass, uh, landing on his ass, and immediately like springing back up, and just having his momentum in that spring launch him into the end zone untouched. So he was fully on the ground. Two guys chasing him, untouched, just sprang back up, <laughs> and his momentum carried him into the end zone for a touchdown. That's amazing. Yeah, it was like, okay, Sonic. <laughs> like gotta, what? Gotta gotta go fast. And evidently, uh, he's made it work. Rubber, yeah, it worked. Good for him. Um, yeah, just some from some things I've noticed that maybe you can uh, extrapolate on. Uh, we did say Justin Herbert started. Justin Herbert uh, did start. Tyrod looked, went to yeah. went to the emergency room with chest pains. Apparently, yeah. yeah. So uh, swift and speedy recovery to Tyrod. It's definitely yeah. a player both me and you both like and respect. Let me go um, get the jersey. Yeah. Oh, you bought a Tarad jersey? Oh yeah. You were all in. I got a red five jersey. Well, I I actually I also bought it after he was off the team because you knew it'd be cheaper. Yeah, it was like <laughs> it was like half off. So yeah, his jerseys uh, are expensive. But by the numbers, it looked like Justin Herbert had a decent game. How do you think he looked from what you saw? Tall. Tall. Yeah, he's a tall motherfucker, isn't he? Um, he looks like he should still be playing in high school. If you're talking about like. In yeah, the face. Yeah, he looks like a child. Yeah. <laughs> um, he grows facial hair like you do. Hell yeah. It's all gone. Uh, but I don't know. Like, he, like, statistically, he had a pretty decent game. I think he had one interception. Let me see if I can quickly. Yeah, he had one interception. Uh, he was sacked twice. He had a worse QBR than Pat Mahomes, but he had a better passer rating. Weird. Yeah. Well, because QBR factors in, um, like, how many times you're sacked and stuff. Gotcha. So, so for somebody who was literally told at the start of the game that he would be starting, like, in warm-ups he got told. Um, looks pretty good to me. 66%, you know, 22 to 33, 300 yards, a touchdown, a pick. That, that's not a bad first game. Yeah, I'd take that. You know? And again, this is the guy that you've kept saying Tua should be starting before, and now we've got the opposite scenario. And uh, I mean, that Chiefs defense is also nothing to scoff at. I've been wrong before, RJ. I also thought Johnny Manziel was going to be the future of our franchise. Yeah, I meant to ask you if Baker's the new Johnny Manziel. But... Nah, Baker's had a lot more success than Johnny Manziel. Johnny enough. Manziel was just flat out bad. Baker has things we can improve upon. <laughs> They both like going like this, though. Show me the cheddar. Yeah. Let me see the bacon. Um, but, I, I mean, I think he had a decent game. I think 
it was it was a situation where it was like, oh shit, the chiefs look human. Like, like you can put you can put other humans up against their team and potentially threaten them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if it was like Anthony Lynn being like it being a division game and Anthony Lynn being a more defensive minded person who's taken the time to just be like, okay, how the fuck do I stop just the chiefs? Mm -hmm. Um, because you know, when you get into divisional stuff like that, you can, you know, spend an entire year around a certain team just being like, okay, how do we learn to beat them? Yeah. You know, it's something the bills spent years trying to do against new England and never managed to pull off properly. Right. Um, but, you know, uh, so the question is, is it that? Is it a great defensive mind? Or um, are the Chiefs somehow vulnerable? Um, and, or, you know, or did they just get lucky? Huh. We'll see as the season plays out. Yeah. Nobody technically broke 100 yards receiving, but Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey both had at least 90 yards receiving. I guess here's the big place where they got shut down is their rushing game where Mahomes led the team in rushing with 54 yards and Edwards Alaire didn't even break 40 on 10 carries. Yeah. So gotcha. they were not they were not getting the help there that they were getting the first game when he put up like 138 rushing yards. Yeah. And Patrick Mahomes looking human only throwing 27 for 47 like those aren't those aren't the laser numbers that we're used to seeing out of him, right? Um, but I don't know. That's kind of all I've got out of the game. Um, it was just it was of note because Kansas City didn't put up forty points and almost got beat. Yeah, it's always worth at least talking about for a second. And they and they tr- like and they traded overtime possessions. Like mm-hmm. it took until. There was only two minutes left, I th- I thought, or maybe I'm thinking of a different game. Yeah. Um, well, for them to well, for them ended, to hit the game winning field goal. Yeah, it ended in a field goal, so they somebody would have had to have turned over a possession. Oh, but also, um, important point on that field goal. So that field goal started as a 53 yarder. This was the other thing I was talking to you about while you mm-hmm. were on stream last night. That game winning field goal mm-hmm. also. Also, um, what's his name? Butker uh, uh, hit a 58-yarder earlier in the game. So it was a 53-yarder to win the game. This is the Chiefs kicker. This was the Chiefs kicker, yeah. So this was a 53-yarder to win the game for the Chiefs kicker after hitting a Mm 58-yarder. So he hits the kick, except except it's a delay of game. So it pushes it back five yards to a 58-yarder. So they kick it, and he hits the kick, except they call a timeout. Uh, But he hits the kick. So he kicks the 58-yarder a second time and hits it, and basically he hits three field goals. He hits three game winners in a row. He hit three 50-plus yards. (laughs) 53, 58, and 58 to win the fucking game. Hey, pay that man shit. So. Kickers are people, too. As if Kansas City didn't have enough assassins. <laughs> now they can snipe you, too. Yeah, apparently their kicker is just like, no, nah, I got it. No, we're good. But yeah, that that was... That was a sloppy recap of that game, but that game was a little sloppy. 
So it seems. Um, and that's about the only major note I've got, so let's go down your list. Cool. Um, overreaction or not, Josh Allen could win MVP this year. Mm, I mean, I would say not an overreaction. Could, not an overreaction. Will, maybe an you know, maybe maybe an overreaction. There's my homerism coming out. Um, will will would be an overreaction. Could is not an overreaction. Yeah, he's definitely in the running. I mean, he's currently the best quarterback in football, arguably. Mm-hmm. You know, depending on what yeah. stats you're looking at. Sick Saquon Barkley tearing his ACL. Is he was he literally the only piece of that offense that worked? And is, are the Giants going to have the number one pick next year? Um, yes and maybe. Mm, a little bit of fence riding. I like it. Is San Francisco? I, I would. Season I would. Over? I would have to. I basically. I, I only say. I only say maybe to the number one overall pick because the Jets might also get the number one overall pick. Yeah, um, I, I would put them number one and number two in the contention. They could flop either way. <laughs> so, you know, or the Bengals could still, yeah. like, consistently lose games by five points this season. Are the are the New Jersey teams going to hold it down? God, what do the Bengals do, like, if they end up with the number one pick again? Mm. Do, they draft, do they just draft all the quarterbacks and be like, fuck the league! <laughs> These are mine! <laughs> <laughs> just, like, squirrel them away in a cave somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> It's like Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow. Welcome to the team. Just do that scene from from The Dark Knight where you break a pool cue and throw it in the middle of them and say we're holding tryouts. All right, what's next on your overreaction? Uh, I like this list. This is fun. Is uh, San Francisco season already over? Uh, Knowing that Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo could probably play through this injury. It's a high injury sprain. Dawson Knox is also out with a concussion now, so yes, that was my that was my last Bills note. Yeah, um, uh, I'm sorry. What was that, Jimmy G? Stab uh, again? Jimmy G could possibly play through this injury. It's a it's a high ankle sprain, though. I think it definitely doesn't look good for him. I mean, they're in a really really tough division. I mean, they get to still play the AFC East this year, but like again, it'd be another one of those things where it's like I need to know what the rest of their schedule looks like. Um, sick but it's definitely listen when you lose uh, the defensive rookie of the year from last year that mm-hmm. doesn't help yep and Raheem Mostert's out too he has a shined MCL yeah that uh, I mean that's a that's a big deal that mm-hmm. also super doesn't help super doesn't help uh, will Philly ever figure out how to stop murdering their teammates I mean, have you met their fans? No, of course That's not. Uh, did you see that picture of like the three offensive linemen just standing there watching watching Carson Wentz get Carson mobbed from last week by like four Washington players? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did. Uh, Carson Wentz is definitely on track to be the most injured quarterback in franchise franchise history. He keeps getting mauled like that. Uh, where is my yeah, last? Probably. One? Uh, oh, last one. Come on, I want more than this. Okay, I can get you more. Hold on. I have another list. That's my my sub list. I gotta find where I saved it though. Cut, like the, ser- a, cut the searching out. Like a like a roast beef on provolone. Bro, I could go for a fucking Sammy right now. I'm telling you. I'm so fucking hungry. I'm I've almost, almost I've almost got enough points for my free sandwich at uh, Jersey Mike's. 
Sick. They do double points on Fridays. So I'm going to kind of go through our list. Okay. Okay. Um, and this list is from – it's actually an article from NFL.com. And I just want to see if you have – I think I may have seen this list. We go on. Anything to add to these takes. Sure. Okay. Uh, well, what list are you referring to? I, I mean, I'm not looking at it currently, but I think I may have read it at one point. Okay. So it's some more overreactions around the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, they're saying, um, overreaction or not, is Aaron Rodgers destined to win MVP in 2020? I mean... If it's meant for one person, he he's definitely like the grabbing your dick while you're diving into the end zone Marshawn Lynch choice mm-hmm. uh, to win. Um, but, I, I mean, no one's destined to win MVP. Shit can happen every season. He could break his collarbone again next week and be out for the rest of the year. So no one's destined to win it. That's fair. Are the Ravens only competitive when Lamar Jackson's on the field? Yes. I think that, uh, I I think that I one's pretty cut and dry, actually. I, I don't. I don't think. I mean, they've got RG three as the backup, but I mean, it's come on, it's RG three. RG three was never even Lamar. Yeah, he he blew that load Hel- rookie year, and then healthy blew out healthy RG healthy RG three was never yeah. Lamar. Yeah, he blew that load his rookie year, and then blew out his leg. Um, does it surprise you that Russell Wilson has never gotten an MVP boat in his entire career? It does. That's a huge surprise. I mean, for the amount that people talk about him and the amount that, like, you got to remember, this is the guy that almost reshaped how quarterbacks get paid because he was trying to get points on the package Yep. Um, for his contract where he was like, no, I don't want, like, I don't just want X million dollars per year. I want, I want just straight up X, do- like, X percentage points of income. Yep. He, he pretty much went, like, if if he could have positioned for it, he'd be like, I'll take equity in the team, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Um, and then the last one, uh, we touched on it briefly. Uh, are the Bills a passing team now? They've positioned themselves to certainly be able to be. Um, I, and, I mean, again, it's it's the weird thing. It's how the run game looks right now, which is not stellar. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you want, if you want a super hot take, I don't know if Singletary or Zach Moss will break a hundred yards in a game this season. If they do, it'll be off like a fifty-yard, like it, yeah, it'll yeah. be like they'll they'll crack they'll crack some forty or fifty-yarder, and like have a decent game outside of that. Uh, because I mean, single so. The thing that I that I've been saying about Singletary since last year is um, he's the most dangerous running back I've seen uh, in twenty yards. Mm-hmm. Like he's not gonna he's not really gonna hit a home run on you unless like you blow coverage and you're like all the way on the other side of the field. Yeah, but like he'll fuck you up in a phone booth. I don't think I've ever heard that phrasing before, but I like it. <laughs> well, you, I mean, it's the it's the cut on the dime, like can yeah, shoot yeah, you in a yeah. phone booth kind of thing. Like, but that's the thing is, I've seen Singletary put his shoulder down, mm-hmm. like in a split second, and run over a guy too. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's got he's got multiple ways to get past you in that small space. Yep. 
So, so, so yes, I think the Bills might be a passing team now. Nothing wrong with that. Um, yo, Tom Brady looked pretty okay last yes yesterday. That man can still spin it. Old man can still spin it. All right, you got anything else? Uh, I not really. Um, I think a lot of the games were closer this week, so we're seeing a lot more parity. Mm-hmm. Um, it may be a function of everybody getting the the rust knocked off last week. Yeah. Um, but it seemed like, mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, it didn't necessarily seem like there were a lot of blowouts last last week, but mm-hmm. it seems like the guys. It we noticed. I noticed this is something I noticed, especially coming into this week. The guys that put up like stellar numbers last week were like dudes that had been in the league. You had Russell Wilson having a hell of a game. You had Matt Ryan having a hell of a game. You had fucking Aaron Rodgers throwing it a million times. Josh Uh, Allen. Yeah, and then Josh Allen was really the outlier of like a... But Josh Allen kind of... That was a stellar game for Josh Allen, you know? Right. And that kind of gave him a different optic. Um, And this week he just had a stellar game. This week he just had a stellar game, flat out. Um, So I think think you're right. Uh, A fair amount of the rust has been knocked off, and uh, I think we're lined – we are positioned to have a pretty interesting week of football next week. Um, I do – I guess I do have one other note, which was something that I brought up to you that I just remembered. Sure. How have – how has no one caught COVID? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking magic. They're wizards, dude. How, um, how how has there been zero how did we go from the marlins getting 14 cases in like a day like two days into baseball starting to mm-hmm. football being football and no Nothing. no yeah. one's got it uh, honestly your guess is as good as mine starting to make me suspicious of that hamstring josh norman <laughs> they're hiding all the covids is like I different mean, injuries. So injured injured reserve is only three weeks uh, this year. Coincidence? No, uh, or Providence, Rhode Island. <laughs> oh Lord! Uh, so the Bills are playing uh, the Rams next week. Bills play the Rams next week. Correct, Bra- Mundo. Yeah, the Browns are playing Washington football team. Washington football team. Uh, how do you feel about playing the Rams? Let's do a little forethought, a little forecast. Uh, I think they're going to be our first legitimate competition. I think uh, having somebody on the front like Aaron Donald and somebody on the back like Jalen Ramsey uh, is always something you got to be aware of because you've got a you got a dude who's going to be rushing you right into your face, like mm-hmm. right up the middle. Uh, so, I mean, thankfully Josh is fairly mobile, mm-hmm. um, but then you've got a dude on the back end who if for some reason you misplace him is going to shut down half the field. And if you throw to that half of the field, you know, you might fuck around and get picked off. So, um, I'm not, I'm not overly threatened by their offense. I think the bills defense will, um, step back up and have a solid game. I'm looking at the Rams. I I think if the bills offense comes to play again, I think we've got a good shot. I think if the defense, uh, can't even have a decent game, and the offense plays up. Mm-hmm. I think I think we're going to see another score like we saw against Miami, where it's going to be in the high twenties, you know, mid thirties as far as points go. Yeah. Um, the Rams definitely looked a lot like their old selves last week against Philly. Yeah, so. and we we also we also need you know our linebackers back. That would yeah. that would help. Yeah, me too. So. Uh. How do you feel about playing 
the Washington football team? Um, how many pieces is Baker going to leave him? How many what? Pieces is Baker going to leave him? Oh, uh, hopefully one. The I don't know. I don't want Cincinnati to give me any false confidence, but if the offense runs the way it did while playing Cincinnati, I think we have a fair shake. Uh, you know, Washington, Washington beats Philly pretty soundly um, week one. Uh, or, no, yeah, week one. And then they pretty much got their shit pushed in by the Cardinals. And the Cardinals look like to be a really good team this year with the additions they've made with DeAndre Hopkins and um, Kyler Murray getting more comfortable in that offense. Still so, waiting for that DeAndre Hopkins Trey White matchup later this year. Yeah, oh, that's going to be fun. Um, so I still don't know how I feel about Washington. Uh, I think as long as we show up with the energy and efficiency we had with Cincinnati, we'll be fine. Um, the rest is going to be up in the air. Uh, the Browns are very much on that that like tipping points for me of like I can't like you would ask me that same question last week or last year I'd be like oh we're gonna smoke them Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily have that confidence this year (laughs) so uh I don't I it's a winnable game it's definitely a winnable game and I think most of our schedule this year is winnable so we shall see that's kind of how I feel about the bills is like okay I mean Robert Woods, I wish you were still playing for the Bills. God damn it. Um, <laughs> yeah, you got to contain that man. Yeah. Uh, uh, speak- uh, go on. Uh, speaking of uh, the Cardinals, just a quick little interjection. Did you see the heads-up veteran bullshit that Larry Fitzgerald pulled off? Uh, it was either last week, or this, it was either yesterday or the week before. I did not. So um, D-Hop got tackled and they were pushing against the clock you know they're they were in a hurry up d hop got tackled and in bounds and of course the defense was trying to keep him on the ground as long as possible to keep burn as much clock as possible larry fitzgerald comes up d hop did he like take the ball away yeah d hop tosses the ball up to larry fitz and larry fitz sprints up to the ref and gives the ref the ball to like restart play as quickly as possible because now the ball is out of d hop's hands the defender has to let go of him so <laughs> so that's some heads up play there you go. Yeah. So, savvy veteran moves. Mm-hmm. Where's that in Madden, huh? Yeah, right. Fix your I game. Only, I only want to run four seconds off the clock, not six. You nerds. Yeah. With your nerd hair. So what else have we got? I got a copy of Madden 14 because Madden 21 is garbage. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. Make Madden great again, mama. I mean, it, <laughs> Mama, baby, put it on a sh- put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> no, fourthandmerch.com. Mama shirts. We're not doing that. You're fixing to find out that we're not doing that. I'll do whatever I want. It's my domain. No, please. <laughs> At least make it funny. Yeah, it is going to be funny. It's going to be a red hat with Mama. <laughs> Wait a second. Wait a second. Uh, speaking of red hats, there's this one dude. Uh, he has a red hat, and it, on it, it just says "Made you look." Yeah, those <laughs> I've seen. Just like, he's, uh, take it back, baby. So this has been the Fourth and Wrong podcast for uh, September the twenty first, twenty twenty. 
Uh, I've been your host, RJ, uh, here with the hot takes. Uh, it's time to say goodbye, Keith. Goodbye, Keith. how you went with the film grain photo for this week yeah get a little classy with it (laughs) artsy (laughs) yeah a little color correction you know it's that it's that tarantino extra the the Mm -hmm. super super ultra wide next i'm gonna go with french angles (laughs) jesus christ all right (laughs) with that i don't know how that's gonna look at the end